All right, I'm here with Lauren Berger, the intern queen, as the the, the nickname, aka, or like, what do you say with that? That is the nickname, the intern queen. Um, the, oh, that's actually my first question. How did you? What made you decide to become the intern queen? Yeah, are we on? Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Everyone's Great. listening. Okay. Awesome. Go. Love it. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, came up with the name Intern Queen after having 15 internships in college. I felt like I was not the best intern, but I certainly had a certain level of expertise, and I was ready to share it with the world, and that's when I had the idea that I should be called the Intern Queen. Yeah, so how did you get st- – I mean, you you do so many stuff. i a real entrepreneur, so – how did this all start? Was this uh, an idea um, in the beginning? How did that kind of form? Yeah, you know, when I was in college, um, I was I was a writer, and I would try to write articles for freelance articles for magazines. And people always said that you should write what you know. And um, as a graduating senior, I said, "Well, I seem to know internships pretty well." So um, I started writing about internships day in and day out, and I felt like I had. Had uh, some some great expertise in the space after my experiences, so I thought, wow, maybe I can help educate other people on how to get an internship and how to make the most of it. And that was really the nuts and bolts behind Intern Queen. Yeah, yeah, I I found you through YouTube, so I was looking at your videos, oh, and I was like, I thought they were very educational. Um, so I was like, thank you. Well, you'll have to tell me if you have any ideas on like specific videos that we should make because we're always the thing about YouTube is there's always another video, so we're always trying to think of really valuable content. Yeah, yeah, I think YouTube's a great platform, especially to because everybody like you know, how do you get hired? How do you do this? How do you like? There's so many questions that. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. I appreciate that. That kind of uh, needs answering, and you know, mm-hmm. especially when you don't know what you're doing, you're just kind of searching on the web, looking for someone to give you advice. Now, um, so you help like the millennial generation, and they right. they're looking for people like you to like kind of guide them. Absolutely. So, what is the most? I mean, internships are really interesting to me so what is like the most important part about an internship to like just the whole thing in general I think I think the most important well I could probably talk about the benefits of internships all day but I'll throw out a few things I think a major benefit of internships is putting yourself in a professional environment because sometimes and it was certainly like this for me that's really the first time that you're in a professional office environment besides maybe going to visit your parents at work. So just placing yourself smack dab in the middle of the real world is going to bring on learnings, challenge, obstacles, successes, um, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's a really exciting ride. So I think that that's one benefit is, again, just being right in the middle of the real world and seeing how it works. Um, I think a second benefit is getting the you know, really honing your skills and learning a craft and then being able to speak to that on your resume. And therefore, you know, you're, you're now a more qualified job candidate. And then finally, I would say that after an internship, the best part is that you get to decide, do I like this or do I hate this? And do I want to continue pursuing this career in the future? So ultimately with every internship, you should be getting one step closer to what you want to do and where you want to be after college. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always curious because, you know, there's internships for big companies and there's internships for startups. W- which one do you think is like kind of the, the way to go now? Like, is there um, 
benefits to one over the other? No, I think that every com- all, companies of all different shapes, sizes, industries can provide great experiences. I think it's all about that individual company's internship program. So I always at, I always encourage students to ask questions during the interview that are related to the specific position they're applying for. So a great question is, can you describe a day in the life of an intern at your company? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a a good kind of perspective. You just have so much knowledge. I just don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> it's like trying to pick someone's brain. But um, it. I think the 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 most people get what what is it about an internship? You know, rather than getting, you know, just going into a full time position afterwards. Why should people get an internship before you know? You know, most people just apply for a full time job. Why should people? I, why should people get an internship before they apply for a full-time job? Mm -hmm. I think it's all about the experience factor. Um, If you're an employer, who do you hire? The person that has experience or doesn't? I think it's a pretty quick answer. You'd hire the person with experience because it's less risk, right? They're more likely to know how to conduct themselves in the real world. So uh, the real reason to get those internships is because for that first job after college, they're going to want to go with experience and internships give you that. Mm -hmm. And you know, the number of internships a person does, um, like, what do you think that should be? Because, I, you know, I have, you know, cousins and friends and, you know, they do five, ten, like insane amount of internships. Um, like, is it just you pick one out of three and how do you choose out of like three options? How would you choose like a, a specific one? Yeah, well, I think one is, like I said, asking that question at the end of the interview so that you really understand what the position entails. Um, Two, I would say go with your gut. Like, what does your gut tell you? You know, what's really exciting to you? And three, I would look at the company and I would think about the location and the industry and ask yourself, is this going to get me one step closer to where I want to be? And of course, the most dreaded part of an internship, the interview. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The, to me, that's like the scariest thing, I think, because it's like you're being questioned, interrogated. So yeah. and they're very vague and broad questions. And it's hard to come with a specific answer, especially if you're not just, you know, super prepared. Um, so and so how do you prepare for questions like that? You know, I mean, they're most of them are typical. You know, who are you? Tell me about yourself. Like these kind of questions. Um. I would say that one thing you can do is go to your career center and do a mock interview. Most career centers at most colleges and universities will do these with you, and it's a great opportunity to see what you do right and see what you do wrong. Um, Another suggestion is uh, to look at a practice list of interview questions, and I have a so I have two books out right now. I actually just finished writing a third one that comes out in October, and. My first book is called All Work, No Pay, and the subtitle is Finding an Internship, Building Your Resume, Making Connections, and Gaining Job Experience. And in that book, I do include a list of practice interview questions and some suggested ways to answer them. So I think a book like this is a great resource. A lot of students I run into have like crumpled up copies in their backpacks, but it's less than $10 on Amazon and um, just a great resource to kind of have in your back pocket to prep right before that interview. And then the last piece of advice would be the handwritten thank you note. And that's something that everyone should have ready to go. And immediately following that internship, it should be sent to the employer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
that's always a strange for me. Like, what mode of communication do you use? Like, you know, some people call, some people text, um, some people like like the the kind of uh, interviews. Like, I know a lot of interviews are being done through Skype, like us, like this. Um, there's interviews done through various ways now. Um, so, how does someone like you know, if it's through Skype or something like that, like you know, it's a different kind of vibe. Um, um, how do they handle that? Those kind of you know these new kind of technology coming into the internship realm. Um, how do they? I think that um, you always want to be innovative and you always want to stay on top of what's cool and what's not. I mean, the nice thing about internships right now is that we as employers rely on a lot of the tools that high school and college students are using every day. For example, Instagram, like look at all the new features that roll out every day with Instagram story. Most young people are aware of that before the employers are. You know, nowadays the employers are the last to find out about things. So if you can go into an internship and um, use your knowledge to really, you know, drive some initiatives, I think that's really impressive and cool. Um, Something that we say to our interns all the time is like, (laughs) you know, tell us more, like tell us more about what you use and how you use it (laughs) and tell us how it could work for us. Because we, as, as a company, um, who also hires, you know, paid interns, um, we want to know how we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the resume building is a really big aspect of, you know, kind of a, and of course, social media presence, I think, is becoming very interesting because you have all these companies that want certain people that have social medias and, you know, they know kind of like their brand name. Um, so how does one start that kind of a journey of like putting their self out there on LinkedIn or some some type of professional site like that? Yeah. So I think, like you said, having a resume is really important. And when I was in college, I just Googled how to make a resume. People can use my book, All Work, No Pay, to tell them how to do that. We have resume templates. But putting a resume together is probably one of the first steps in really, you know, starting to brand yourself as a professional. And I think it also helps you figure out what you have and what you're lacking. Um, So I think that is really important. And then next, I think you're right, LinkedIn is a great place to go to. And it's a great place to start connecting with professional contacts. One reason that I really like LinkedIn is because if I'm connected to you, I, you know, we're, we're, we're in sync, we're in touch, and then you lose your job or you leave your job and I email you, it's either going to bounce back or just no one's going to respond to it ever. I'm never going to know that you left your job unless we're connected on LinkedIn, right? Because if you don't personally email me to say, hey, Lauren, I left my job. I'm working somewhere new. I would never know. So the nice thing about LinkedIn is that if we're connected, I still have contact with you. I have your personal email. I can message you on LinkedIn. I can see where you went. Um, Otherwise, the contact is just sort of lost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a business card is great, but like, what if the person leaves and you don't have their contact info anymore? So it's really important, I think, to, um, you know, connect with professional contacts on LinkedIn so that you can keep the connection regardless of where they go. Mm-hmm. How does someone build Like, you know, a lot of people have, especially in the millennial generation, it's like nobody has experience anymore. Um, so yeah, you know, how do you build it? Yes. How do you start like building that? I mean, how do you build that kind of resume? Yeah. And you know, it all starts with one thing. My first, I mean, my resume before I had any internships had, uh, the limited two, the girls clothing store in the mall mm-hmm. and red lobster on it. And that was it. And, um, it wasn't great, but, um, it was something and it was a start. 
And from there, I, you know, had my first internship the spring semester of my freshman year. It was a PR agency. And it wasn't the coolest company in the world, but it was something, right? And not only did I have that internship on my resume, but then I was also able to start building my professional contacts up, uh, you know, with all the people that I met at the agency. So I would say it's baby steps. It's not going to come all at once. But, you know, whenever you start any new project as a college student or as a business person, um, you know, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, all, it's all about that first step, I guess. It's uh, all about the first step. And then pushing yourself to continue stepping, right? To continue taking those steps. Yeah. And um, that that's an interesting part of, you know, internship, in, like you know, interning is because you get this experience um, and people look at you and see, oh, wow, you've done these things. So I always, I always think like just starting off wherever it may be, it's just like a building block to the next thing. Right. Absolutely. And these books you've written, how how did you like, you know, a lot of people want to write books. How did you kind of get pushed into that? Like, how did you push yourself to write a book? How did I push myself? So I actually had the idea to write the first book, All Work, No Pay, when I was in college. And I put all my ideas together. I reached out to a bunch of publishers. I'm sure cold knowing me. I always cold email, even though people say it's tacky. I do it anyways. Um, so I reached out to a bunch of publishers and I got a, I should find them. I got the meanest, like I got the nastiest notes back saying, you know, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your idea. This is terrible. Yada, yada. Um, and a lot of the feedback that I got was that I didn't have a platform to stand on. And that was when I had the idea for intern queen, like around that time. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm doing this out of order. I need to first develop the intern queen platform and then I can go back to the book. And I did. So in 2009, I finally started doing intern queen full time. And then right around 2010, I said, you know what, now that I have a website and a platform and it looks a little fancier, maybe I can try to go down the book path again. And um, I did and it worked. So, and now I'm on my, my third book, but it's not without its you know, rejections and frustrations and just like anything else. I mean, I haven't written a book since um, I just finished writing my third book. But before that, it had been five years. I hadn't written a book since 2013. So, you know, people often are quick to say, oh, she must be so successful and never have to deal with rejection. Da, 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 da. You know, why was there a gap for five years? Well, I was getting rejected <laughs> for five years. And that was for book three, right? You would think that number three would be easy and it wasn't. So, um I always remind people that no matter what phase of their career they're at, I mean, at least in my story, it's been it's been a lot of rejection, and it's all about overcoming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are we friends on Instagram? Hmm. What was Are it? Are we friends on Instagram? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay, so I just want to read this to you real quick. Okay. So on Instagram, it's just at Intern Queen. So we should be friends hmm. after this, and anyone listening can be friends. But. <laughs> Just in terms of rejection, we posted this thing today, and it says it says like no rain, uh, no rain, no flowers, meaning that like you need the bad to get the good. And um, what I wrote in the caption was uh, I wrote rejection happens to some like me, it happens daily. But a few things I've learned over the years, and it says one, no doesn't mean never; it just means not right now. Two, in many cases, rejection comes first, then you get the yes. Three, embrace rejection. <laughs> And for get over it, time to try again. But, you know, I think rejection is a big part of getting to where you want to be. So I just thought I'd read that to you. Yeah, yeah. I think 
that you know i did this exercise um maybe a year ago it was a, a a resume exercise which was basically but it wasn't a resume it was build your a resume for your failures so every time you got rejected, every time you lost, every time, like, it was just a long list, a long resume of, like, all these failures. And I think people forget that, you know, we we have all these accomplishments on our resume, like, we've done this, awards, there's skills, all these things. But if you think about it, you're going to fail a lot more than you actually succeed. I think that's an interesting kind of aspect. Right. Absolutely. So how do you, you know, rejection is one of the hardest things. I mean, like, you know, whether it's, a, you know, uh, in school or, you know, in life, just rejection in general is a hard thing. So how does someone handle like an internship rejection? I mean, a lot of people have this idea of like, I'm going, you know, the name of the company, Google, you know, I'm an, I want to intern for Google. That is the company I want to go towards. And, you know they end up getting rejected. How do you handle that kind of rejection? Yeah, it's hard. Um, I would say that, well, there's a couple of like smart things you can do, right? Like uh, writing back, if it's a email or a letter, just trying to find the person writing back and asking for any constructive criticism. You know, I definitely think that's something that you can do. Um, and, and finding the person that writes the rejection letter and messaging them on LinkedIn and asking to connect. Um, and saying that, you know, you appreciate their note and you hope to stay in touch. Like those are a few things you can do. But I think when it comes to, you know, rejection, it's hard. We all deal with it in our own ways. And sometimes it depends on how bad the rejection is. You know, is it, is this Google job your dream job? <laughs> is it that kind of rejection? Or is this like, a, eh, I applied to 30 other things. So I think it's like kind of determining where it fits in on your, on your spectrum there and then deal, dealing with it accordingly. Like for me, the stuff that really hurts, you know, the emails that are just, ah, oh, it's just really stinks. <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes I'll try to disconnect from them. I'll immediately start doing something else. I'll give it a few days before I respond so I can think about it. Um, sometimes if I have to, I'll just like get up and go to the gym. Right. Or again, I think just flipping gears and kind of putting it in a box for a minute and doing some, focusing on something else usually helps. But in, in one way or another, I usually have to disconnect for a little bit and then like revisit it when I'm in a better, you know, mental place <laughs> where I can handle it like a mature adult. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm interested. How, how do you give out rejection as an employer, as a, you know, someone who, who's an entrepreneur? How do you give out rejection? You know, if, you know, yeah, I try whenever we have to reject someone for whatever reason, I try to a give them reasons and give them some constructive feedback. You know, I also try to tell them what the next opportunity is like you weren't you didn't get picked for this, but we're going to be looking, you didn't get picked for this internship, but we're going to be looking for spring interns at, at this time. Um, so I try to provide them with some, with information so they don't just feel like they got rejected and they have no idea why. Um, I have found that people don't listen to that. So sometimes it does, it doesn't matter what you tell people they're going to take from it what they're going to take from it. And that's it. But, you know, I try to explain to them, um, or at least give them some constructive feedback, um, if there is some to share. And then I try to tell them either what another opportunity is with our company to get involved. Oh, you didn't get the internship, but maybe you could be a campus ambassador or I'll point them to other opportunities. You know, I really recommend that you look into doing this, this, and this, or, you know, your writing skills aren't quite there yet, but why don't you start writing for your school newspaper, get some clips, and then let's have another conversation next year. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important. Um, and 
is there gonna ever be an interqueen intern queen podcast um i think this would i don't know i feel like this platform would be helpful because it's a lot longer format um of course you can have guests and you know people that that you know interview students and stuff is this like i'm i always have to ask a guest this because it's like you know i just want everyone to have a podcast i'm like you have a podcast you have a podcast i'm like oprah but uh (laughs) we might be starting a podcast oh yes yes i think that's (laughs) there could be something in the works (laughs) yeah i think that's uh, i agree with you i think it's like a it's a platform to have a um a deeper conversation and to go in a lot of different directions something that you can't do through an instagram post or a blog post or even a youtube video um so i'm excited about that too but yes keep Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a great platform. I mean, I mean, I look at the some of my favorite podcasts from Gary Vee to Lewis Howes to you know all these kind of entrepreneurs. They they really help you with like the the mind 